Hello, I'm Joanna North. I'm a psychotherapist and psychologist. Welcome to my MindKind podcast. This is a series for parents based on my book, MindKind, Your Child's Mental Health. Each week I'll be answering questions from parents under different topics. See the podcast description for how to send me your questions and for the link to my book. And subscribe now so that you don't miss future episodes. So this episode is about being at home with your children under COVID conditions and supporting you to help them with their mental health and yours during the COVID crisis. So the first question that has been sent to me is relates to anxiety and parents I've had hundreds of parents ask me about child anxiety. And if you read the book, you'll see that there's, I've written an awful lot about it. But the first question has been that basically, is all this anxiety going to make my child anxious? And I'm going to tell you about that. But basically, the basic premise of MindKind is that your child's mental health will very much be a reflection of your own. And so really, I need to help you get your own act together on anxiety before we start telling your child what to do. They will take their cue from you and they will take their lead from you. Children mirror everything that parents do, all of our bad habits and all of our good habits. And so if you intrinsically feel that you have a hold of anxiety, then your child will start to be that person as well. It's easier said than done. Um, First of all, a few things that you need to know about anxiety. Anxiety is normal. It's not a a disease that's coming to get you. It's a, um, a normal part of life that we have all lived with for millions of years. And it's simply a message about taking care in life. It's simply a warning signal from your inner self to say, are you taking care? Now, the problem with anxiety is sometimes those messages get a little out of hand and they will get especially out of hand if you're getting fed lots of information about dangerous things. So that's why we're always saying to parents, just be careful what your parent, what your children see on television, because if they are in fear right now of COVID, then obviously you will provoke their anxiety and you will provoke your own. So I think number one rule is to control the amount of information coming into you and to your children. So obviously, basic information to keep yourself safe, wash your hands, keep a good distance from people in order to save lives. These things are really important and it's 2021 and we're all at home now. And that's basic common sense when there's a when there's a global pandemic. But I think children knowing the death rate in a day um, is 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 not their business. It's it's for us to be dealing with. We should take note of that. And, And children need to be protected to some extent, because the problem is certainly younger children. The problem is that they will misinterpret those figures when you tell a child that in in Britain and one thousand two hundred 
people die today, they they won't be able to put that into context and they will get that will in a child's mind that will get out of control and, and cause panic. So the information there is that anxiety is normal. It tells us to be careful in life. And sometimes our brains are a little bit too helpful and we can become a little bit too careful and a little bit over anxious. We need to properly evaluate things and check out what's right for us. Secondly, if your child is telling you that they're anxious or if they're showing signs of anxiety, so if they're not sleeping and they're off their food and they're extra moody and and they're distracted, then I think that what the best thing to be able to do is, is acknowledge it in a very strong way. So don't let anxiety become a great big elephant in the home where everyone running around as if they're in a panic. In fact, you just have to say, hey, let's think about anxiety today. How much have you got? Maybe rate it on a scale of 0 to 10. And what do we have to do to put it in place? What thoughts are you struggling with that are making you anxious? And how can I as a parent reassure you? So it's up to us as parents to work at the reassurance. And as I say, you'll need to have your own reassurance level in place and you will have needed to sort it out information in your own mind about where you are with with fear and panic and to and to get clear. The best we can do for our children right now is run our homes well with good schedules, good structure, but most of all to give ourselves time to think things through and make a good story about what's going on now and a good plan about what we're going to do each day. So the other thing to do around anxiety is not carry on and on and on as if it's not happening and getting more and more frustrated throughout the day, but to stop, stop, take stock. What is it that's going on in your mind? What is it that's concerning you? What piece of information have you heard that's worrying you? What are you worried about? And a lot of people are worried about a lot of things right now. They're worried about bills. They're worried about work. Um, Parents are worried about juggling home with children. I know that I've done seminars with and, and interviews with parents who've got children on their shoulders and trying to play games with children while they're working. And this is these are very big demands to place on parents. So give yourself a chance and say to yourself that you you can do the best you can and structure your time well. Um, and if necessary, ask your employer or if you're the employer, have a word with yourself. Hey, how can I do this in a way that works for me, works with the children, works for everybody? This is what we've got to do right now. So stop, pay attention, see what needs doing. Don't pretend it will just go away because anxious thoughts tend to continue and they tend to feed on themselves rather a lot. So don't keep feeding the worry monster. Lots more worry thoughts. Um, Give the worry monster some reassuring thoughts and tell the worry monster you're doing the best that you can. And thank you. Come back tomorrow and tell me what you're worried about tomorrow. And a, a well in a well-known technique for managing anxiety is the drop anchor technique that we talk about in the ACT community, the acceptance and commitment therapy community that, that I belong to. Um, we talk about stepping back from any situation, 
coming back in, into the body and breathing. And then when you've calmed, engaging with a good plan for whatever it is that's going on. So to be able to accept the thoughts and feelings going on in your mind and then come back into the body with your breathing and then engage with whatever is going on around you in a mindful way. The thing is to slow things down. Um, anxiety loves you to be rushing and loves you to be panicking and forces you to panic if you don't attend to it. So we need to say, no, I'm slowing it down today. And we can help our children to slow down and have downtime and to have mindful time. And in another podcast, I'll be telling you more about parenting and mindfulness. These podcasts are based on my book, Mind Kind, Your Child's Mental Health, published by Exile and available on Amazon. You can find the book link in the podcast description. So the second question that a lot of parents are asking me is their worry question. And they're saying, is this bad for my child? So we're locked at home. They're away from school. I've got to keep them away from their friends. I've got to teach them. Is this going to be bad for my child? And I can understand that question. I'm, I'm, I've, I'm a grandparent and so I'm not parenting children at the moment, but I remember the worries of, of parenting years. And I think that this is the answer, is this will be as good for your child as you can make it be. So, you know, I'm not saying this is going to be great for your child, but I'm certainly not going to say it's going to be bad for your child. I'm going to say, look, whatever life throws at you and it will throw stuff at you, we together need need to make the most of it and you need to make the most of this. Now, there's some I'm not saying this is this is this is a great time. I, and I'm not being unrealistic. People are dying of COVID and, it's, and it is dangerous for some people. But I'm saying, let's see if we can help our child grow to be resilient and strong and especially be able to see adversity and grow through it. Let's not cower under the bed and be afraid of this. We've got to face it down. And so to answer this question, is this bad for my child? I would say this, reframe that. How can I get my child to feel as good about this as they possibly can? At the same time, being realistic. So things like helping your child that we're realise that we're keeping people safe by staying at home and that it's difficult for older people and um, helping them to be able to make a really good structured day to uh, to get through and feel that they've done good things each day that's that's helped them to make progress and the way to do that is to cut the day into small chunks cut it up into small bites of activity you know perhaps half an hour perhaps even 20 minute chunks of 20 minute chunk of learning small chunk of time out another piece of learning so make a really good mixture between movement mind and rest movement mind and rest and engagement with others as well and try and get a really good circular sense to the story of the day. Um, and, you know, really the thing is this. Here's the key to it all. If any child is going through a period of adversity, which your children will be right now, uh, but whatever the adversity, you know, there's some terrible 
pieces of adversity going on in the world. The best that parents can do is put in as much support as possible, make the story of right now tolerable. So be able to frame the story of now in a tolerable way to the child and to show them through your actions and your behaviours that we can do well with this. And that, um, you know, naturally we have fear, but naturally, as long as we're careful and we go through each day as carefully and mindfully as we can, doing the best we can, making a tiny bit of progress each day, we're going to be just fine. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. And if you can rate the podcast in your podcast app, that will help spread the word and help more parents. Question three. A lot of parents are asking me, what do I do about boredom? And again, I would reframe that. I would say to you, what do you mean? What do you do about boredom? I think you need to be asking your child, what do they want to do about boredom? So don't be afraid of boredom. It's not boredom isn't can actually be stressful, but it never made anyone ill um, and it's not going to kill you. So we, it is a message to self. What I'm doing right now isn't stimulating, isn't engaging and doesn't mean anything to me. And I think that um, if your child gives you the message, I'm bored, they need to learn a way to deal with that. And the way is to disengage from what you're doing and sit quietly and take time and see what activity you can now come up with that has meaning for you right now. That may be that they need to relax a little more. It may be that they need to have a bit more input, perhaps, and aren't understanding what's, what's going on in their, in their schoolwork. It may be that they've spent too long doing one thing, which won't be good. So, you know, even if you're doing, you know, your favourite Xbox game, I know it's hard to believe, but children will get bored with that eventually if they do too much of it. I think children will get bored if they're stuck in one place. And so, you know, that needs to be part of the, the mix of, of getting them doing different things. But, you know, bored, you'll get bored. I'm sure as an adult, you'll get bored if you're stuck in one place. And I think we're all of us, you know, young, old, are having these episodes of the mind saying, do you know what, I really want to be doing more than this because our minds are made to do more. Um, our, our minds like excitement and they like social engagement. We're not getting that. So boredom is an inevitable result. So see if you can compensate in that absence of excitement um, by perhaps giving your child an opportunity to Zoom a friend or call a friend or call a relative or do something that that revolves around engagement so isolation the, the isolation that we're experiencing now can be very very uh, lead to very numb feelings and very disengaged feelings which often are feeling like boredom so don't be afraid of boredom get your children to face that one down um, get them to tell you about it and get them to sit quietly and come up with a new plan for the rest of the day or the afternoon or whatever um, but let's not let boredom destroy us and eat into us um, because it, it could at this time. Also, don't let it be an opportunity for children to get into really uh, perhaps 
antisocial or adverse behavior it's 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 not a, it's not a you know boredom can lead to something adverse and i don't think that's helpful to anybody um i think this also requires a lot of parents right now that they're having to deal with a lot of boredom in children so maybe construct a list a boredom list with your children and perhaps stick it on the fridge or or somewhere they can see it and say look you know boredom means you've got to change what you're doing and take a break so let's make a list of things that you can go to when you're when you're bored so don't be afraid of boredom please email me your questions there's a link in the podcast description don't worry i won't use names or personal examples i will collate the information and create general questions for each episode under a different topic So the final question we're going to address in our COVID and anxiety podcast today is the the question that parents are sending. They're finding that their children are more angry and more emotional and more upset than normal. And this is distressing to the parents. And I would say to you again, you know, I'm saying to you today, don't be afraid of um, anxiety and don't be afraid of boredom. I'm saying face it face it down with your with your children of course they are going to be more upset and more edgy and less patient and perhaps more angry um we've cut them off from their social engagement and that's upsetting for them it means that they haven't got an outlet a mental outlet for social chatter little giggles in the day that uh, little games that they'll be having with their with their friends they haven't got that normal outlet and it's and it's hard for them and so the, their way of dealing with that is to be apps upset and irritable and i think we have to be a little bit more patient with that if we possibly can assuming of course that as parents we're not feeling more upset and irritable with life ourselves which brings us back to our original idea that you know you need to be dealing with this as best you can and you might feel more upset and and anxious than usual i certainly find um, one of my reactions to being stuck at home is to suddenly feel quite upset quite easily and quite tearful and so my way through that is just to say yeah that's okay i'm i'm going to give that some time um doesn't take five minutes to have a few tears in a hanky then I'm getting on with it. And as soon as I give that emotion and that feeling, that felt sense of now, some time, it moves on. And I think that's the I think that's the way through. The felt sense of now is, oh, this isn't quite right. Something's been taken away from me. And children can are going to feel distressed by that. A bit of emotional upsets, you know, not not a problem as long as we're dealing with it. And again, the story of now with your children is that we're going to get through this. It's taking a little bit longer than we had planned. Um, and as you know, as a family, as a as a as a parent and child group, or as a carer and child group, or whatever your group is, you're going to get through and you're going to find ways and perhaps even find new ways of occupying yourself and engaging with others. So that concludes our 20-minute podcast on COVID and anxiety and being at home with children. I hope that's been helpful. We've we've really said, look, yeah, this is tough, but make the story acceptable for your children so that they can live with it. Don't sugarcoat it. Help them grow stronger. 
not weaker because of it. And you too, give yourself plenty of time to get through the hard stuff as mindfully as you can. So our next podcast is going to be on mental health and mindfulness in the home and for the family. And I'm looking forward to joining you with that. And this is Joe North saying goodbye until our next podcast. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get in touch or have questions for future episodes, please email me. There is a link in the podcast description. You can also find out more about my book, Mind Kind, and a link to my website.